This is an audio version of the 24th annual DICE Awards Roundtable Series. To watch the video of this episode, please visit youtube.com slash official AIAS. Brought to you by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, this is the award celebration by game makers for game makers, honoring the games that connect players around the globe. No matter where we come from or what our interests, video games bring us together. We gather here to honor our fellow creators and the very best of interactive entertainment. Welcome to the 24th Annual Dice Awards. Welcome to the 24th Annual Dice Awards conversation on Sports Game of the Year. This is an interesting cross-section of game makers, and I'm excited to be in the room with creators that cover such a wide range of game types. While you're all nominated for the Sports Game of the Year, let's get ready and get into the introductions. So first up, we have from EA Sports FIFA 21, Yonel Stanescu. How are you doing? Uh, really good. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be to be part of this conversation and and uh, and part of the nominees. So uh, excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to rock with you and talk a little bit more about FIFA today. We also have from PGA Tour 2K21, Sean West and Josh Muse. I'm excited to be here as well. Uh, it's great to be in a room with uh, all the great nominees here. Uh, yeah, likewise. Uh, couldn't, couldn't be more excited to, to get the invite to come in and have a chat with everybody today. Really looking forward to it. Cool, cool, cool. Excited to, to have you both. I'm, I've, I've definitely been on the virtual link, so uh, we have lots of things to talk about for sure. Uh, and I'm also really curious, uh, you know, before we move on, uh, what about you? Well, you know, how did you kind of get into the roles, both of both you uh, and, and Josh? Uh, I started H at HB Studios, the developer for PGA Tour 2K21, uh, about 10 years ago in QA and worked through some production opportunities, uh, eventually landing a senior producer role uh, on this franchise. And, uh, you know, golf has been uh, a, a huge part of my past in playing through high school and in my adult life and during COVID as well. It's one of the few things I was able to get outside and do. So it's, uh, it's been really cool being able to work with uh, 2k as a publisher and the PGA tour to, to bring this game to uh, consoles around the world. Fantastic. And for me, I mean, I've been with HB probably over 13 years now, which is shocking to me when I think back to it. So a good, good, good long part of my life, but uh, very fortunate to have found the company early on and, and have had, uh, you know, an awesome run with them and been able to just make great games. I'm a huge sports fan, multi-sport athlete growing up. Uh, you know, golf is one that I'm kind of slowly coming back to. Admittedly, <laughs> you know, we don't get a full calendar year of, of summer weather here. So I have to be pretty selective about my summer activities, but that's what we lean on Sean for. Sean is certainly our resident expert who's out there, you know, chasing scratch. And I suppose my role is to keep him honest and make sure that we're still making golf accessible for everyone and not just the hard course. Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to leave you out of that conversation. Share, share a little bit about, you know, you know, how you got into the role as well. Well, a, a similar a similar path for me as well. I, I started working in EA, uh, I think a little over 10 years ago. Um, uh, similarly, I, I started with QA, just trying to get into game development uh, as, mm. as a lot of my peers as well. So uh, that was my entry into the industry. Uh, I've been working on, on FIFA for the past six and something years. I keep losing track. So apologies, <laughs> apologies if I'm not very specific here, but um, I mean, very similarly, I've, I've never played golf, but I've played a ton of football or soccer for our North American fans. So um, can't enjoy it during lockdown, sadly, but 
the vaccine is here. We'll pick it up again. Uh, but yeah, really excited to to build a game around the sport that uh, that I've I've grew up with and uh, uh, and that I've I've loved and been passionate about all my life. So it's it's really a, a dream job for me to be honest. I love that. I love that. And last but not least, we have from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, Cameron Lee. How are you doing, Cameron? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me here. It's uh, it's fantastic. Like everyone said, it, it's great to be part of all of these nominees and uh it's a real honor to represent the studios uh that, that sort of work on on the titles that we have share a little bit about how you got into the role as well you know being vp of production is 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 a thing that you know you work your way up into making that part of the role. give a little yeah, information look, about you that know, i've done development on the on the, the game team side for, for you know close to 20 years um and it's been a fantastic journey. You know, what I love about the current role uh, at Activision is being able to work with so many different teams. You know, they're all so talented. Uh, and the games that we create in this modern time is, you know, it often involves multiple teams, you know, and such a huge effort from, from everyone involved, uh, both from the developers and the support teams, the back end. Um, and so, yeah, being in a position where I can interface with all those people is, is really rewarding. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, before we jump into our conversation, we want to give some love to the folks over at NBA 2K21 and MLB The Show, who unfortunately could not make it to our conversation today, but are also nominated as well for this year in terms of game of the year in the sports space. Um, first question I want to want to poke everybody with is, you know, what are some of the best games or moments in each one of your individual sports? And kind of how did you experience and how do those experiences kind of inspire you to in, in parts of the development of the game that you've made um, i'm going to go to you uh first cameron because you know we have a very interesting space in the kind of uh, uh skateboarding space where you know x games is a huge part of where we see a lot of the conversation happen in terms of competition uh in some of those parts what are some of the, the kind of biggest moments in in the space that have kind of influenced you know this, this re-emergence of the Tony Hawk? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And look, I'd say with skating in particular, skating is really a, you know, even though it's a big, you know, audience sport these days, it's still fundamentally like an individual sport, you know. Yeah. As, as kids get out and skate, and I remember being a kid going out and skating, right, with a couple of mates. Um, and for me, that's what I remember, right? So making stupid, you know, ramps out of, <laughs> bad wood, you know, and falling <laughs> off it. That's the kind of stuff that that I think inspires Tony Hawk, you know, pro skater. You know, it's that original sense of um, just doing what you want to do. And that that's reflected in the levels that we create, right, where you can sort of, it's free skating around in the levels um, and then the handling. Although admittedly, in, in Tony Hawk, uh, pro skater, you, it's very much, you know, crazy kind of like Superman skater. Kind of feel to it uh, rather than being super realistic in simulation but um yeah for me being a being an old skater it's it's just really fun to get back in there and, and just look at those levels and just have that feeling of, of just cruising around with friends yeah yeah for for 2k21 in, in terms of the golf space josh and sean I'm, I'm curious about like what that looks like from your perspective i know that there are multiple you know, parts of the year where, where there, there are huge games, uh, huge, huge tournaments that, that come up and, you know, you have those individual moments that kind of spark the, the inspiration there. What, what are some of your thoughts around how that works for all of you with the games you've made? I'll start off with you, Josh, on that one. Sure. Yeah, no, it's okay. I should have jumped in. Uh, no, 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 I think no for me, I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean into kind of the piece that gets me most excited about what we've been able to accomplish in our franchise so far. And looking at golf as a sport too, is that, you know, 
you know, kind of like Cameron said with skating, like, you know, it's a one single player sport. Ultimately golf is too sure you can compete against the field, but like the courses take on a personality of themselves as well as do conditions. Mm -hmm. So that changes on a week to week basis, year to year basis, and even day to day basis. So, I mean, like golfers can go out on a Monday, play great on a Tuesday, really struggle Wednesday. They think they can finish it all. And then, you know, like it can kind of fall apart over time. So what we've done is kind of given players the ability to really dig into the creation side of golf as well as the playing side. So for us, it was kind of taking a holistic look at golf and not just necessarily focusing in on the tournament side of it, but also deep creation tools and letting people kind of impart their will on course creation, getting in there, then playing their creation, sharing those with their friends and having that kind of grassroots level of golf play, not just the tournament side. And I think the tournament side is hugely important. I think that, you know, it's drama on every level, like every professional sport. It's probably something that'll come up with, with all of us here. Like, you know, even looking back at this past weekend, hometown kid three feet away from the hole to win a tournament misses it goes to a, like <laughs> if we put that in a game people would be like that is so fabricated and unrealistic that would never happen but that's the real sport and that's the beauty of i think making sport that gives us so much freedom in this space is that like it's unscripted and it's it's so exciting week on week but for me i guess the exciting part was was finding a kind of a unique way to empower users to you know build courses put personality into that side also build up their player build up their skills play the course but it's kind of that juxtaposition between the two is you know struggling against the elements and trying to go low. Mm. Sean, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think just kind of leaning into what Josh said about um, the day-to-day the, the -day change of, of playing golf. You could play one day, your, your best round, and the next can be your worst. Um, that's something we, we leaned into a lot and in trying to rebuild the authenticity of what it's like to play golf, the physics and everything that goes into it. You could play similar in our game, uh, the best round of your life and two minutes later have, uh, the worst shot of your life. So, uh, we, we really built the franchise on that experience and trying to recreate the simulation of what it's like to play golf on any given course. Uh, and over the years we've built on that experience, opening up the accessibility of it as well, um, creating a m easier and more approachable um, experience for more of a casual user base. But I think at the base of it, we, we really started on kind of that hardcore simulation aspect and we really grew from there into what we are today with uh, 2K21. Yeah. If I could just, sorry, if I can just yeah. riff on that really, just really Please. quickly, like the, the drama that you mentioned, you know, in sport, I think is so crucial to, to talk about because we, it's easy for us to forget that, that we are representing like real athletes in that. Yeah. So yeah, it's often about us. Like I'm talking about originally, like, you know, as the, as the old skater, but also, you know, the athletes that we represent, you know, in our games, you know, for Tony, we had, a lot of the original crew, we had all the original crew come back, uh, but then also, you know, all the new skaters, you know, which is a global, you know, new global set. And I know that that's the same with all of the other sports here uh, as well. And so just being able to represent those people is um, is super cool because they're just also amazing with, with what they do. And the drama that they must feel in their sport is so hard to represent in games, but you, know, <laughs> you can do it. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, you're all, you all have the kind of semi-difficult, task in balancing out the super simulated version of the game that a lot of fans have come to to kind of will poke you at and, and say hey this didn't feel right physics here didn't feel good or some of those things didn't necessarily jive with that way uh cameron you have you have the kind of opposite effect of going super wild and, and kind of abandoning you know realism in that way 
you know, what's yeah, the don't, challenge don't at home kind of moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's, you yeah. know, what's the balance of, you know, making sure that you're, you're satisfying multiple parts of the, of the ecosystem and, and, and the folks are saying, you know, on the pitch, we need the ball to feel exactly like this when it comes off the foot or, you know, when you're kind of on the fairway and making sure that when you hook a ball, it actually feels like it's hooking in the way that you have that expectation for. Uh, y'all know, I'm, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about that because I'm sure in a game that has so many people watching it and so many people playing it from so many different parts of the world, I'm sure you get a lot of messages about <laughs> how things are working and not necessarily kind of, kind of making those connections. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, you know, balancing out that real versus digital version of the game that you've made. Yeah, don't, don't get me started on the comments because you're exactly right. It's, it's such a popular sport that uh, I think even once you dive into various cultures and subcultures, it, it means and it feels different for, for each of us. Um, yeah. So for us, obviously, we, we set out uh, every time to recreate the, the sport as accurately as possible. Um, I, I'm not smart enough to go into the physics, uh, so I won't do that. But um, the, the amazing thing about sports is that it's, it's so easy for someone to just tell if, if something feels right or on, 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 on the contrary, if it feels off, right? To your point, mm. I shoot the ball, I expect a certain outcome. I, 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 I hit an ollie or whatever, I expect a certain outcome, right? Even though I can't execute on that in real life, uh, for, for example. Uh, so for us, it's about making sure that we equip players with the right tools and that we, we build those tools authentically. Uh, to allow them to create those those magical moments on the pitch, right? Um, I can score a bicycle kick in real life. I'll probably break my hip, uh, <laughs> but I can do that in a game of FIFA, right? So making sure that all those elements really work together uh, to to create a, a situation or multiple situations which feel authentic to the sport, but are also feeding into into that fantasy that we all have to make sure that we. Uh, we execute a certain trick or that we score a, a, a goal from 30 yards out or, or, or really everything that you can imagine of. Because uh, uh, that's something that uh, I don't think you get in a lot of games, but you do get in sports games, as an example, that comparison to real life. Mm. Um, so I think making sure that you equip the players with the right tools to, to execute those, those fantasies, if you will, uh, is definitely something that's, uh, that's a, a priority for us every year, for sure. And just to I'm kind of curious. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, please. Just, if I can run one thing on it, like I fully agree with, with, with what you've both said, because I think what's interesting in sport in particular is sport is accessible. Like you can touch sport, you can play it. And a lot mm. of people do and video games by extension, I think there's an expectation of what something is or isn't right is kind of the word that you use. But in reality, like we're taking superhuman versions of athletes who are performing mm. at the highest level. And when putting them into a game, a lot of the time, I think I could probably speak for the group, the one-to-one -one interpretation of that data does not make for a great experience necessarily. So that's kind of where the art and the science have to meet is it still ultimately has to function in the confines of a game where like we're in a very deep physics-based sport with golf. Mm. And I can't tell you the number of times we've gone out, we've flown a plane over a golf course, we've flown drones over a golf course, we've recreated that course in full fidelity down to one centimeter of resolution. And then you play the course and you're like, it's too hard. I, I, I should be scoring better on this. And you're like, well, that's because the people who perform well on this are the best players in the world. So like there's that learning curve. So I think sports offers a fun kind of, you know, bookends in a way where players can come in at that entry point 
where they can execute those, those fantastic moves with some levels of assistance. But then if they are seeking that true, very, very difficult simulation experience to really push it to the extremes, um, that's also available. And I think that that gives players a real insight into just how good these athletes are. I think it also, um, it also inspires people to push their own boundaries as well. So when you, when you've got the, and this, to, to answer your original question around like, like what's the sort of balance that you have to strike, particularly with a game like Tony, where it's sort of like a little bit crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but there's real people who are playing it and then getting inspired around, well, okay, I can't do that, but hey, maybe if I try, I'll find something, right? And so I think I think there's been some inspiration over the years, at least with our title, and I'm sure with other titles. Same with like the scissor kick, right? Like, can you can you do it? I don't know, give it a shot, try it, right? Like push your own boundaries. Um, and I think over time that pushes the boundaries of the sport, which is super cool that games can potentially influence the sport and not just the other way around. Yeah. And, and I, I love the points that you all hit because it is, you know, even myself as a, as a huge sports fan of multiple different games and different types of sports, I, I have often talked a little bit of junk about like, why is it this working in this way? And why should it, it's not doing the thing that I thought it was. And then I go and try to do it and I'm like, oh, that's right. I used to work in IT and I don't do that in my arms. I have like all those things play into, you know, my actual like remembrance of my actual human body and what I've been able to do over the past couple of years and, and how, again, we are talking about folks who have been doing this since they were kids and have grown to, to, to be these Uber athletes in that way. Um, I'm curious about that, even from a, you know, from the PGA side of it, um, you know, it's a sport where the, 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 the boundaries of getting into it are a little bit different than you would say, probably even from, you know, a competitive sport uh, that is even, you know, larger in terms of scale. Like FIFA is a very much a worldwide sport in that way. And so is golf. But the, the way that those kind of machinations work are very, very different uh, from a gamer standpoint. Do you feel, do you find like the uh, folks you have in the, in the ecosystem, folks who are playing the game now are kind of, gamer fans who are coming to golf or are they golf fans who are coming to games and, and experiencing that game and trying to, you know, breathe life into their digital versions of themselves because they weren't necessarily able to do that in their, in their human real life forms. Do you feel like that's a part of the conversations when you're seeing the folks who are kind of coming to that game? I, I definitely think it's, it's a mix of both the, the more you see golf culture becoming uh, kind of spread around around the world, you see things popping up like mini putt areas, like Top Golf, for example, where you can go out and have a drink yeah. with a few friends and and hit a hit a golf ball at a target. Um, I, I think those type of, of casual experiences are helping introduce new and younger people to the sport uh, who wouldn't necessarily go out and pay 50 or hundred bucks, whatever, to go play a round of golf on a, a nine or 18 hole course. Um, so I think all of those are, are great things for uh, getting people introduced to the sport and eventually finding their way to a course if they find their, their, themselves having fun at, at something like that. Yeah. I, uh, any other, other thoughts on that, Josh? Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think I think Sean nailed it, and and you know it's no secret golf golf has been a, as you said a, a a tough to get into sport, you know, for for a myriad of reasons, um, kind of kind of through its you know history, and I think now, 
seeing motivation and a push from organizations like PGA Tour, who we're lucky to partner with, and seeing that it's at the grassroots level that they're trying to expand the game as well. I think that that really helps us in our case. And we're viewed as an extension of that kind of movement, you know, to skew younger, get more kids into it and playing. And I think we've seen both. We've seen families, you know, we've been on site at PGA Tour events where, where admittedly, like, it's a different vibe than I had anticipated. And I think that's a, that's a good thing. I had a lot mm. of preconceived notions when we started working with tour that it was going to be kind of, you know, kind of going to be an organization that I, I think I anticipated being a lot more, you know, traditional in some of mm. their, you know, operations. And we got on site and they are really trying to make an effort to broaden the game, bring more people into it and find different entry points and more casual versions of the sport itself. Like Sean had touched on to really try and broaden that base. Um, because ultimately, like, you know, they, they want to get as many people out on a course playing a version of golf as they can, um, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good social experience when you can get out there with a bunch of friends, have a good time and take that lighthearted approach. And you've even seen it at the pro level, which has been interesting if you followed the sport mm-hmm. the last few years. So things like the matches where you see pro players team up with superstar athletes where, you know, Woods is playing with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady comes out and like, you're seeing a much softer side of golf the last couple of years. And I think that it's, it's endearing. It's kind of taking down that very rigid facade that may have been built up historically in that space. And I think that that's really good for the game. Yeah. We, we do, we still haven't seen anyone really excited to, to pair with Charles Barkley, but I understand those reasons. Uh, Why not? Right. That's like, if you want content and views, I mean, the man is so passionate about the sport. He seems like such a good, like fun loving fellow. Like yeah. you better believe it's on our radar. We, we would love to, to, to try and like see more of that out on the course. Cause absolutely. For all the reasons mentioned, like what a character. Hey, if you can put the Charles Barkley swing in the game for next year, I'm totally down for that. I don't know how well you're going to play, but I think it might work. Um, Yana, I'm, I'm curious to hear, and, and, and of course, anyone else who, who this would kind of apply to, you know, building out an annual franchise is extremely difficult. And, I, and I'm curious about what the kind of biggest pressure you wind up finding yourselves having, uh, you know, trying to make sure that the fans are feeling like they're getting something new every year while also uh, kind of staying true to the core of, of the game while also building out new, new, new parts to kind of get them excited about the next version of it. Yana, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so it's it's a really good question, and it's it's definitely a topic that you can talk about. I think for hours, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I think going to your your first point, uh, I think one of the biggest pressures uh, pressure points for us is that um, we are an annual release, and come a particular date that we typically announce a few months in advance, uh, that's a day we have to hit. Right, that's a commitment we have to to meet to our players. Uh, so that's definitely a a big pressure point for us. Of course, we also have the added pressure of um, FIFA becoming such a, a, a huge and popular game throughout the years uh, that we're no longer just competing uh, with uh, uh, other other sports games, as an example, but we're also competing for for people's time, um, especially in a in a fall launch window when you get the new Call of Duties, you get the whatever new season of Fortnite coming out, and everything that you can think of uh, in the gaming industry in general. Um, Right now, with with uh, with the COVID lockdown, um, I think competing for people's time has been uh, has been something that we're starting to be even more aware of, uh, mm. since there's only so so many hours in a day, right? To 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 dedicate to video games, I I, I put a lot of hours in, but I'm sure uh, other people's are are finding it a bit more difficult than uh, than I am. Um, so that's another aspect of it. And two uh, to your point, uh, how do you bring a, a value proposition that 
uh, makes a, a new purchase worthwhile, that makes that transition worthwhile for, for players because um, you only get so much time to, to iterate and so much time to, uh, to drop a, a particular concept and, and only so much time to ideate on an idea really that uh, for one needs to innovate and for two uh, needs to still stay authentic to, to the sport as my webcam is, is, not trying, is not doing a good job to stay focused on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's also a, a real struggle for sports games in general uh, that not a lot of, uh, a lot of genres uh, actually face. Uh, just having to innovate while also uh, staying true to the, um, to the, to the, uh, the, the source of, of your inspiration, to be honest. So um, those are three big items that we, we hit every, every time we need to develop a new, a new FIFA title. Yeah. Cameron, I'm curious to hear about that from a, from a nostalgia perspective. You have a very difficult thing to kind of pull back in with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, where you have a lot of expectations from folks who played the games prior, and now they're like, we have this new thing that we're going to play. It, it needs to feel like, like this, or it needs to feel like that. What were some of the challenges there? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's been 21 years since the original uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, and, and, and you said... You know, Rightly so. I mean, there was a lot of demand from fans uh, yeah. you know, for a long time. And so you have to do it right. And so doing it right means being super authentic to the original you know, vision and source material. Um, so for us, that's like levels, handling, soundtracks, skaters. Um, but you know, 21 years is a, is a big leap. And so you know, the team really wanted to leverage the, the new platforms and technology to bring uh, THPS into to modern gaming. And so Specifically, you know, some of the things we did was bringing across the original level geo, right? So you really had to think about the original skate lines that people would take. And so having that geometry, um, you know, from the original games, you know, in, in this new one um, makes that authentic. Um, and then there's the handling, like I mentioned. Um, handling is difficult, though, for, for a, a remake so many years uh, into the future. So 21 years. So the controllers are just fundamentally different. And so... The team, though, was like, such hardcore fans that they could take the feel of the original, you know, even onto a new sticks uh, with the controllers and like recreate that feel uh, for authenticity. So that was like really good. Um, so having fans on the team was, was really important. Um, other things like the, the focus on graphics, right? So recreating all of the art, the team had to look at like the whole set of art. This is not like just a simple up res. This is like recreation of everything. Um, you know, so all new textures, you know, 4K lighting, you know, new animations. So the animations had to feel really snappy uh, mm. for a game like Tony. Um, and then, you know, so that that kind of like all gives you this really good like attention to detail throughout the levels. Um, you know, other challenges, right? So the cast, we go back to the athletes, right? So the original athletes, you know, and the skaters were in the game, but we needed to bring in new people. I mean, again, 21 years, right? So, yeah. you know, who are the who are the people out there? pushing the boundaries of the sport and skating that we wanted to bring bring in. Uh, and then finally, you know, I'd add the original Tony didn't have a tutorial, right? So, uh, I mean, that, that games play differently. They're just fundamentally just like different experiences these days compared to 21 years ago. And so having a tutorial to help people on board from, you know, the, the old nostalgic feeling and, and that sort of rose-colored glasses about how, how things play you know, to this new authentic uh, experience was really important. So we wanted to bring across new new people, you know, not just the old people who, you know, we, we feel like we sort of nailed with the authenticity point that I mentioned. So it was a challenge, but the team, the team did really, really well. 
yeah, and it, it, it felt like you know the 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 reception from the audience was was fantastic, and it continues to be about just how much people love that game and remembered and how well that has all kind of worked for the for the team. So excited to hear more about what that's going to look like in the future. If you know more more Tony Hawk games wind up being a thing, but for now, uh, I get the wonderful uh, privilege of giving out our award for sports game of the year, uh, and our winner is Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Congrats, oh, congrats, 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 man. Congrats, That's congrats, incredible. Congrats. You guys so, nailed it. I'm so stoked for you. That serious, <laughs> everything you just said about like that balance, you smoked it. Like such a job well done. It was such a joy to go back and play that game. Awesome job. Yeah, th- thanks so much. I mean, it's it, it really is an honor for, for me to be able to represent like all of the developers across the company who work on the title. Uh, you know, they're amazingly talented and they, they apply that talent like so passionately to this game. Uh, you know, they, they really deserve all of the thanks that I could possibly give them, you know, across the board, everyone involved in the title. Um, you know, I think it's it's worth calling out Tony Hawk as well. I mean, the game wouldn't be what it is without Tony. His, his feedback and attention to detail and collaboration throughout the whole development is really important. It makes a, it makes a big difference. Um, you know, again, big thanks to the to the original skaters, the the, the new skaters. Uh, it, it wouldn't be this game without them. They're all such incredible athletes. Um, and then finally, and this, I, I'm sure you guys all know this, you know, but I want to say it because it's really important. The special thanks to the family and the friends and the fans of of the teams. You know, it's so like the, the level of support and encouragement that the developers get um, from people around them. It's it's unseen, but it's so crucial. To making games and so i just wanted to, to to make that point as well so huge thanks to the team huge thanks to, to friends and family as well 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 thank you again for 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 those lovely and kind words and again yes absolutely the families are the backbone uh of, of all of this they, they they continue to help push everyone forward and, and give us that encouragement to make all the wonderful stuff that we make and all the stuff that you have made uh, in this category has been fantastic. So, Yonel, John, Sean, and Cameron, thank you so much for being here. Our wonderful friends from NBA 2K and MLB The Show, we are thinking of you as well. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And again, so much for, for the games you've made and put out into the world. The Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences is excited to share that the 2022 DICE Summit and DICE Awards will be returning in person to the gorgeous Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino and Delano Hotel in Las Vegas on February 22nd to 24th, 2022. We'll be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the DICE Awards and bringing together industry leaders to share their ideas about the many facets of the interactive entertainment industry. Stay tuned to www.interactive.org and our Twitter at official underscore AIAS for more details coming soon, including special anniversary rates. We can't wait to see you again.